0: Welcome to The Unbridled Woman with your host, Deanne Rose. Dive deep into the essence of your feminine light, harness the strength that lies within, and rise beautifully into your authentic power. Now, here's Deanne. Hello, Unbridled Women.
1: Today, this episode is so near and dear to my heart, and my guest is... Uh, a mentor that I have been following um, for the the past few years right uh, now. So we are going to be addressing women empowerment as it pertains to pelvic health and wellness. And we're going to be breaking the silence and stigma surrounding pelvic health issues, empowering you through knowledge, understanding, and community support. Our aim today is to provide a platform where women feel seen, heard, and inspired to take charge of their health, and their well being. So, welcome to today's episode. And like always, I'd like to open our circle today with a prayer. As we gather here today for our podcast, The Unbridled Woman, we seek guidance and wisdom. May our conversations be blessed and filled with insight and compassion. And may each word spoken here empower and uplift the hearts of all who listen. Grant us the courage to explore new ideas the strength to face challenges, and the grace to support each other in our journeys. Let this space be a beacon of hope, a source of inspiration, and a testament to the unyielding spirit of women everywhere. May our discussions not only enlighten, but also bring about positive change in our lives and in the world. And I invite you, if you can, to close your eyes, and we're gonna take three deep belly breaths together. Just grounding ourselves here in the present moment. So as you inhale through your nose, just feeling your lungs expand, your belly expand. And then on your exhale, allow your body to start to soften, maybe feeling your hips, your pelvis, in your chair, your seat. Taking another deep breath in. And then a slow breath out, letting the outside world go and taking this time for yourself to be present and listening and an inhale in and exhale. And Before we begin today, I just want to give a short shout out to our sponsor Native Path. They are an amazing company doing great things in this world, and they have a beautiful special that they are providing to my listeners. So please take advantage of this product. I actually been personally using it for a few years now, and it is remarkable. So let us get together and celebrate, Dagmar Khan, my beautiful guest today. Um, Dagmar is one of the world's leading health health excuse me, leading women's healthcare specialists and the founder of the Flourish Institute, a global women's pelvic health and business development company dedicated to helping practitioners become a sought after women's health specialist with a financially nourishing business and a mission that transforms female lives. Her Flourish method is sparking a revolution in female empowerment through trauma-informed pelvic care that addresses the root of any health challenges by considering the whole woman, body, mind, and soul, and allows women to become agents of their own healing. For the past five years, Flourish has attracted visionary women's health practitioners who want to deeply transform women's healths and lives and see remarkable changes in the world. Her work has been providing healing solutions for women with Quote unquote unsolvable health challenges. So welcome, my dear. So happy to have you here.
2: Ian, I am thrilled to be here. What an incredible way to begin. And I am so excited for us to have this very, very important and hopefully uplifting and enlightening conversation today together.
1: Yeah, I have no doubt about that. So, I begin asking my guests, what does the word unbridled mean to you?
2: Oh, I love this question so much. Uh, One of the things I say to my students and my clients, the people in our community is that unfortunately, women know the streets of their towns better than they know the streets and the valleys of their own bodies. Mm. And... To me, by definition, an unbrilled woman is a woman who knows her body really intimately and really feels profoundly safe and deeply at home inside of her own skin. So no matter what comes at her, no matter what challenges she faces, no matter what difficulties are in front of her, she can have one refuge, one home, one sanctuary, and that is her own body.
1: Mm-hmm. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that and and that's a home you can take with you everywhere, right? <laughs> the
2: home that literally breathes your every single breath and embarks every single step that you take each and every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you
1: for sharing that. I love that. I love that so much. Um, and that is what our, our, it goes into what our, our topic today is going to be about moving from pelvic pain to pelvic wellness. Um, and I think it just, you know, it's a topic and we'll get into this a little bit later and I want to ask your experience with this, but, um, for me, I haven't had a lot of pelvic Pain. However, following your work really educated me about, um, about my body and that it doesn't have to be a certain way as you get older or, you know, things just happen this way because, yeah, we just get older. Hormones do this and this. Um, I've gotten some, a lot of education and tools that have helped me open up my body and, like you said, become more... Um, more more safe here more or feel like this is a place where I want to hang out. And this is a place that is um, a place that I can expand and grow from. So I really would love for you to share to our listeners today your your unbridled story um, that, you know, what what has brought you to do what you do and then in the second half, we'll get a little bit more into, you know, flourish and how you know wh- how you educate the uh, your your practitioners in in
2: bringing this work out there into the world. I would love to. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. So, like, possibly a lot of the like the reason why most of the time people become healers or coaches or therapists is because of their own adversity or their difficult experiences growing up. And I definitely come from a childhood background of just tremendous violence and tremendous trauma, so much so that I have witnessed growing up my own father remarrying seven times I have witnessed my own mother completely falling apart under paranoid schizophrenia and all I knew growing up was a trauma, a violence and tremendous uncertainty about tomorrow. So Not surprisingly, I actually became pregnant and I became mother at a very young age of 18 and probably somewhere in like these deep chambers of my own brain. I wanted to create my own happy family and place where I do feel safe and where I do belong. And my own son, Even though I was so young and pretty much didn't know anything about parenting and being mother, my son became the light of my life, the light of my days. And suddenly, in spite of very, very painful childhood, my life started to have sense and meaning. Now, when my boy, Samir, was four years old, he got kidnapped. And I have been forcefully separated from my son for over 18 months. And those 18 months, in spite of the fact that my childhood was incredibly painful, the pain of the childhood did not compare to the grueling pain of those 18 months, where I have been hearing over and over again that I will never see my son again. Hmm. Now, through a good law system and jurisdiction, I have become reunited with my son 18 months into this and slowly and sensitively, we have started to you know, rebuild our bond and rebuild our relationship after this really, really painful rupture. But what became surprising was that the pain of the abduction and the trauma of separation has created an extreme form of pain and trauma to my own reproductive system. So there I was 23 24, 25. I met men of my dreams who became my husband, and we said, you know, let's start our own family and let's have a child. But I was not able to get pregnant. And the trauma of the abduction literally put me on an entire 10 years of unexplained infertility. Mm. And there I was, out of me, obsessed about becoming mother again, and another part of me, primarily my reproductive system, just simply not being able to get pregnant. So in my hunger, in my desperation, in my quest to become mother again, I have literally traveled the world and I have studied with some of the biggest names in the world on pain management, on trauma therapy, on trauma resolution, on women's health to ultimately heal my own reproductive system and become mother again. and. Ten years into that, in 2017, I became pregnant with my second son and me and my husband, we have decided to give him name Rumi after the ancient poet, because he literally is the light and the messenger both in our marriage, but also in the very fabric and very structure of our lives. Hmm. And The interesting piece, Deanne, is as I was, you know, navigating my own healing journey and throughout those 10 years, I was becoming more and more obsessed and focused on everything to do with pelvis, with gynecology, with reproductive system, with pelvic floor. The one thing that's really important to say here is there was not like the method or the practitioner or the thing that gave me the missing piece or the whole piece around my healing. And what I came to realize for myself is that is tremendous amount of fragmentation in the woman's health. And what I mean by that, mm. obviously there are a lot of bodies of work, there are a lot of methods, but if we look at everything from like a bird's eye perspective, we have one world, Which is all about the body. This is where let's say functional medicine comes in. This is where things like uh, arvigo therapy comes in. This is where you know different forms of body works come in, uh, gut work, liver work, what have you. But like really heavily focused on the healing of the biology. Now on the other side, we have the world of trauma therapy, psycho-emotional healing, metaphysics, and so on. But no one is actually creating a marriage between the two. Mm. Because what I came to understand for myself in my pursuit of becoming mother is in order to really heal whatever is happening in the pelvis, we have to speak the language of both. It's not enough to do, for example, gut work, where on the other side, woman is living and operating in the world in a type A personality and the type A personality is creating this chronic stress and chronic inflammation response that is ultimately tearing down her gut lining. Mm. On the other side, if we take it exactly from an opposite perspective, it's not enough to just address the type A personality if the same woman, is sitting on her butt all day. And sitting on her butt, by the way, means you're sitting on your pelvic floor. And one of the jokes I like to have with my students and clients is if you're sitting on your pelvic floor all day, you're literally creating like this grilled cheese sandwich inside of your own pelvic floor. And we have this ideology As women that, you know, as we age and we have a couple of kids, you know, having incontinence is something just like comes with age Mm -hmm. and incontinence is sign of weak pelvic floor. But often that is not true. Most women's pelvic floors are incredibly tense and they are actually incredibly tense because the amount of sitting and stationary positions we inhibit in our everyday lives. But going back to this, I was like, when Rumi was born, I was like, we gotta create, I have to create a body of work that really merges the two worlds, ultimately the world of physical healing with the world of psycho-emotional healing so that we can really address the whole woman in front of us. Whether that's a woman that's struggling with horrendous menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, vaginal dryness, you know, major uh, hormonal imbalances, or it's a woman like me who is desperately trying to get pregnant, or it's women woman with issues like endometriosis or PCOS, especially in the case of endometriosis, that's by medical system deemed, quote-unquote, untreatable. We have to address the whole woman in front of us in order to really not only eliminate the pain, the dysfunction, the inflammation, whatever it is, but subsequently to actually make woman an agent in her own healing by understanding how her body works and having tools that actually put the power of healing into her own hands. Yes, I love that.
1: That that is. I think that that's the that's the ultimate goal is to become your own agent of of your body, of your healing. So it's what I what I'm hearing. You know what I feel into that is. You know if when we don't know what we don't know, we can't ask questions about things, we don't know what to seek out. And, you know, for some reason, you know, all these all these years, these centuries, you know, women have not been taught about their bodies. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the anatomy that we get, if you do get anatomy in school, it's just very basic. Um, And, like you said, it's also, it's just more on that, that physical, not how you know emotions are, are affecting this, um, past experiences are affecting this, um, your daily lifestyle is affecting this. Um, yeah, it's really, really important. So where, um, I know you said there wasn't one thing that kind of quote unquote healed, you. But but I'm curious, when did you start to notice healing or a difference as you were going through your, your, your journey there?
2: Certainly. I love this question. And really the big shift, the big breakthrough for me was shifting out of the terror of being pregnant again, being mother again, and the subsequent vulnerable possibility of losing my child again to both on a very psychological level, feeling safe with pregnancy, birth, motherhood and beyond, but also feeling the deep sense of safety in my entire pelvic ball. And when I say entire pelvic ball, I'm literally talking womb, fallopian tubes, ovaries, cervix, vagina, pelvic floor, the entire pelvic system. So feeling that somatically and psychologically believing, knowing in the depth of my psyche that it is safe for me to be a mother again. Mm -hmm. While, of course, you know, being open to the dichotomy of life of there is no ultimate certainty in anything. Of course, being mother again exposes me to the vulnerability of losing my child in whatever shape or context that can be and really feeling okay with the duality that's happening and that we are all exposed to every single day,
1: mm. yeah, it sounds there was a a definite also in you know, a mindset shift as well going into the the non attachment and the this the belief and being and being present with what was where you were at and what was there for you at that time. Being very present into your body, and I I love somatic work, and I think it's for me it's been very profound. Even as you were speaking, I'm like, oh yeah, that feels that feels really good to just connect to all these pieces of my my body. You know, there's there's sense of I just got goosebumps actually. There's this intimacy that comes to putting our focus, our energy, bringing the felt sense into these areas. Um, It's almost like we're breathing life. When we bring our energy and focus, they're breathing more life into these areas and just filling them with more vitality and vibrancy. um, That just fills us up,
2: (laughs) you know, just everywhere. Yes. Mm. Yes, somatic work is incredibly powerful. And I really believe if more women were, you know, for some women that might mean being exposed to this work, for some women it might mean being open to this work, for some women it might mean maybe overcoming some resistances or inner challenges to like lean into this and even believe in the possibility that this can create change for them. But ultimately, if more women were to embrace a somatic sense of safety in their pelvic ball, we would not see this alarming numbers of sexual, gynecological, and pelvic health challenges we are unfortunately facing every single day. Mm. And
1: there's there's something very empowering with that. Right? If you're able to open up to you know, open up to a possibility to move you know, just, you know, what you said, there's all there's different levels of how women kind of come into this work. And it, you know, some, some just dive right in. And some, you know, are as baby steps, but just allowing yourself um, the opportunity to experience just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, knowing that you have this power to to heal. Yourself to keep your 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 whole reproductive, your whole pelvic f- system, your womb, your all there, and in other places of your body too, like healthy, um by just taking that step that might just be a little uncomfortable sometimes, but there's so much like beyond that. for for my for me, I I love you know, I, I kind of sometimes see like my my line of comfort zone around me. Okay. Um, but then, you know, something propels me to move, step over that line a little bit. And what happens is when you step over that line, then that line moves further out. <laughs> so you are just, you are expanding your comfort zone as you are confronting your comfort zone. Right. And then it's, and the possibilities that that can bring into your life are amazing.
2: Yes, I love this so much. And I believe that pelvic health work is the most important health work across all systems of the body. And I'll tell you why. Aside of the obvious, what we mentioned that you know someone can struggle with, direct issues like infertility, menopausal symptoms, endometriosis, pelvic pain. The truth is that pelvic ball is one of the most marvelous parts in the body. Think about this, everything you eat, every drink you have, every sandwich you have, every pizza you have, whatever it is, everything that comes in your body, that your body processes that it no longer needs, literally comes out of your body through the pelvic funnel, everything. In addition to that, pelvis is literally the bridge between your digestion and your walking, Mm. the way you move in the world. It is the intersection between your gut and between your legs. In addition to that, pelvis is the place where providing we have the capacity and biologically we all have the capacity, but there can be some pieces that uh, we need to attend to and work through. But the potential is to experience the most exquisite sexual pleasure, the like the peak of pleasure that our bodies can experience are literally happening inside of the pelvis, mm-hmm. whether it's a clitoral orgasm or g board orgasm or cervical orgasm, but it's all stemming inside of the pelvis. And then through the process of sexual intimacy, the sperm and egg meet, and we actually step into the experience of conception and subsequently growing our baby inside of our womb. Yeah. So everything from the vastness of sexual pleasure through conceiving, growing, burning baby inside of us, all the way through how we move and navigate ourselves in the world and releasing from the system the waste that no longer serves us. Everything is happening in this divine system of female pelvic ball. Wow,
1: that you've just painted a picture that's given me so much more appreciation for this. I love the word you use, this divine, this divine aspect of our bodies. Wow, just, yeah. I guess I just never really thought through all of that. And I love the way you said move, through this world because that is so very true like when we're stuck tight we're living a stuck tight life when we have mobility and health and movement we are able to move through life experience life and um that's that's the ultimate i believe why we're supposed to be here um this has been amazing and we're going to get ready to take a little break um, thank you so much, my dear I and for sharing your your vulnerable story. Um, and I'm so happy it all came together and um, the beautiful family that you've created. Um, so we're gonna take a little break now. Um, the second half of our journey, Dagmar and I will go a little bit more deep into pelvic pain and pelvic wellness. We're gonna talk more about her Flourish Institute, her programs, and get us more in touch with this beautiful divine piece of our bodies, the pelvic area, our womb. See you in a little bit.
0: Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
3: The mission at Native Path is to make it easier for people to get on the path toward better health and stay on that path. That's why their suite of nutrition products is made with the highest quality ingredients nature has to offer. One of their most popular products is their collagen peptides. Their collagen consists of only one ingredient and is always grass-fed and free from gluten, dairy, soy, and GMOs. Just the way nature intended. And it's amazing. They even have bone collagen and joint collagen products that are specifically formulated to attack problem areas. brill oil, berber bean, turmeric, native greens, native mind, grain-free granola. The list of amazing products goes on and on. Native Path has an answer for all your needs. All their products are thoughtfully crafted to help you eat, move, and live in a way that supports a long, happy life. As a valued Deanne Rose listener, you can go to getnativepathcollagen.com Deanne today for a special 45% off offer. Get on the path. Stay on the path. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. Have a question for Deanne or her guests? Join us on the show at 888 346 9141. That's 888 346 9141. Or email Deanne at the unbridled woman rises at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman. I am your host, Deanne Rose, and I am here with the inspiring Dagmar Khan, who has been sharing her story on her reclamation of her unbridled woman and her knowledge and wisdom regarding our pelvic floor health and wellness. And that's what we're going to dive a little bit more deeper into the second half, um, going from pelvic pain to pelvic wellness, and how us women be- could can become more agents to our own bodies, to our own healing, and creating that safe haven within us as we move through the world. So my dear, let's get a little bit more in depth. I am so curious, um, how did Flourish come into existence and how are you changing the world with your company? Mm,
2: thank you. So as I shared earlier, uh, through my own journey, I have seen a massive Uh, missing piece in the market space when it comes to women's health. And it took me, you know, deep burning of myself and deep burning of uh, really a very deep studies of women's body, of women's reproductive system, of trauma, of women's psychology to say in order to really serve and in order to create a root cause healing for women, whether it's someone who has no sexual drive or whether it's someone who gets pain after having sex or whether it's someone who's trying to get pregnant. We have to, as I said earlier, address the whole woman in front of us. So, when Rumi, when my second boy was about eight to 10 months, I have decided after both my own journey, but subsequent over 15 plus years at this stage. Uh, being in the space of women's health and working with women on their pressing pelvic, gynecological, and reproductive issues, I have made a very clear distinction of burning Flourish Institute and really creating um, a home and a hub for people like yoga teachers, for people like chiropractors, for people like tantra coaches, for people like acupuncturists, or anyone who has really deep desire to specialize in women's health and actually train them through a trauma-informed women's health coaching process. Now, Let me distill a few pieces here because these are really, really important. Firstly, why trauma-informed work in the woman's health space, in a woman's pelvic health space matters. Mm. Obviously, we have probably the most painful and most traumatizing and most debilitating wounds related to things like rape, incest, and sexual abuse that are directly living in our pelvis and are massive contributors to women's pelvic health conditions. But aside of the obvious, which is unfortunately a cutting of World Health Organization, the statistics are that one in three women has experienced sexual abuse. That's 33% of women, which is Insanely high mm-hmm. number, but here is the distinction. The end. These are reported numbers.
1: Right.
2: In my experience, doing this work for many, many years, there's so many women who don't even report or go to go to authorities related to their sexual abuse. But World Health Organization suggests it's 33% of women. But aside of this obvious, we have so much trauma indirect trauma or like a smaller form of of trauma that are living in our pelvis from things that so many women can relate to, like really bad gynecological exam, like really horrendous thing when the spatula went into your vagina and let's say gynecologist would like protruding in there and has taken off the spatula in a very abrupt way that left you in a heightened state of shock maybe possible even micro wounds, all the way to bleeding. Mm. There are forms of trauma that are directly impacting our pelvis that are heavily boiled in conditioning. How many women are being told from a very young age that your bleed is meant to hurt? First, sex is meant to hurt, but make sure at the same time that you are not sleeping around because you will get pregnant. That fear of getting pregnant is so ingrained in us, and it's profoundly traumatizing. The fear of aging, the fear of sex, the shame around sex, the slut shaming, that you shouldn't be this way, you shouldn't be that way. All of that creates tremendous layers of trauma. So we won't be in a service to our woman, you know, um, impacting or trying to impact the health of their pelvic ball if we are not a trauma-informed practitioners. And unfortunately, there is so much re-traumatization that is happening in women's pelvic health space where often women in their desire to heal or in their desire to eliminate pain or in their desire to get control over their symptoms, they go to, you know, certain therapists or um, certain people that are actually working with the pelvis and pelvic floor only to get traumatized more and more. Mm-hmm. So being trauma-informed practitioner to me is being a practitioner that can do this work in integrity, in integrity, and truly serve the woman in front of them, whether the woman has experienced, you know, a debilitating trauma to her system, or there are these layers up and layers up and layers that have actually directly impacted what is happening in the pelvic ball.
0: Mm.
1: If I actually I, I want to just really emphasize, because I think it's very important for women to to know that, you know, that you know, like trauma, it's is not just a, a, a rape of, you know, actual s- sexual assault. It is, you know, these little micro traumas, over time, that, you know, you might, you know, poo poo, maybe that, you know, that's, that that's nothing, no big deal. But you know more and more of that over time, um, or even just that first time, like you said. If 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 a, 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 an exam, you know, was rough and you didn't feel safe, that's very traumatizing, and it could really um, affect the body, your your psychology. Um, so, I think it's very important for women to not, you know, not um, diminish. Little, what you might say, little traumas. You know um, that those could; those are very important as well.
2: Yes, and often I want to highlight this piece because I feel this is a piece that doesn't get spoken enough about in our space. Is the quote-unquote micro traumas can have lifelong consequences. On what is happening in female pelvis. And I want to share a story with you of a client of mine that I have worked with several years ago. And this is a woman who has been married to her childhood sweetheart for seven years. They were mad about each other. They had a brilliant marriage, uh, head over heels. However, in seven years of marriage, they never consummated it. Mm. They never had sexual intercourse together. So when she came into my practice and we started working together and actually unpacking you know where is that coming from? Is it coming from him? Is it coming from her? Is there something subtle that's happening in the bedroom like where is that coming from? what it boiled down to is this woman has been brought up in a relatively strict religious upbringing, where she has been deeply conditioned pretty much her whole life, that sex is not safe. Mm. And the distinction was made, sex with your husband is safe, just make sure that you're a virgin and you you don't have a sex before marriage. However, her body has absorbed this conditioning in a way that chronically made her pelvic floor muscles tight that chronically shut down her vagina, which actually the result of what it led to is an utter impossibility for sexual intercourse in spite of the fact that she deeply loved her husband and she was very, very attracted to him. Mm. So what that required of us, and this is also, I know we have been looking at You know, we have to address the psychological pieces in order to help the woman in front of us, and that was exactly happening for her. Her belief, "sex is not safe," was creating a biological response in her body of chronically tightening her pelvic floor and closing down her vaginal canal. Mm. So we had to unpack the conditioning and almost like create that with the conditioning, form a new beliefs, and actually bring those beliefs directly into her pelvic floor and into her vagina so that her body is in state of openness and receptivity. And guess what? Through that work, she and her husband had their first sexual intercourse in six weeks. In six weeks, that's That's after seven years. Seven years, that's incredible. Seven years. In six weeks, they were able to consummate their marriage, and they got pregnant (laughs) with their first baby girl. Three months into our work together, and in nine months, they actually welcomed their baby girl into their life. Wow,
1: that's what what a testament. What a testament to the work and to how yeah how those the belief systems affect the body now. You know i could just imagine if she had went and she probably had gone to just a you know a practitioner doing physical things um therapist yes yeah and and probably nothing yeah nothing was happening because there's really technically phys like you know must physically that those tools would help there wasn't gonna do anything it was all the body holding this belief system that it wasn't safe for her to Mm -hmm. to have intimacy yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. So, yeah, go. So, going back, so, um, so you know, Flourish Institute. So, we were talking. Coming...
2: Yes, we're talking about like why trauma informed is yes, important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the second piece uh, that, like, the, the, the second model here is actually facilitating the work through a woman's health coaching. And I want to talk about why coaching and what that does for the client, what that does for the practitioner and why we are not prescribing or let's say teaching a hands-on body work. Women's health coaching gives first and foremost the practitioner capacity to work completely hands-off. And, you know, why hands-on work is really valuable and uh, beautiful and creates tremendous healing results for many, many clients, the truth is that a lot of body workers, not initially like at the start of their journey, but kind of like, you know, those eight, 10, 15 years into their massage therapy practice, they are tired. The carpal tunnel, the arthritis, the golfer's elbow, the elbow tendonitis, the rotator cuff injuries. I mean... It takes a lot. It takes a lot. And for body workers, you know, shifting into coaching space, it really allows them to make their living in so much more gentle way, with Mm -hmm. so much more honoring of their body. While at the same time, what that does for the client is instead of, you know, client lodging on your table and say, hey, like, take care of me, the client gets to be actually empathetic. hovered through education, mm-hmm. knowing how their body works, are tools for eliminating pain, improving orgasm, reducing inflammation, enhancing function of their liver, whatever it is. Subsequently, through coaching, we are really able to facilitate so much that our medical system is not able to facilitate, such as really take time Deeply listen to our client in front of us. Subsequently, navigate the inner challenges, whether that's pieces of like deep fear or resistance to follow through or navigate challenges with uh, self-judgment or inner criticism or chronic procrastination. Through coaching, we are really able to in trauma-informed and accountable way, navigate those inner challenges and inner blocks that client is facing. And through this, the deep listening, the teaching and empowering client with the tools that ultimately allow them to be their own best healer, we are subsequently facilitating coaching, whether that's coaching around endometriosis, whether that's coaching around becoming pregnant with your first child, whether that's coaching with like, let's consummate marriage after seven years of (laughs) never, you know, feeling my, never feeling my husband, whatever it is, we're actually focusing and creating the work in the container of what are my clients' goals? What are my clients' desires? Where is this woman heading? What is the path in front of them? So instead of, even as there is a lot of focus on you know the problems, the eliminating of the pain, the em- eliminating of the symptoms, we are doing it through a perspective of this is where we are heading, this is what a client wants, which is actually profoundly life-affirming. And that life-affirming approach to solving some of the most, um, you know, hidden issues in women's pelvic tissues, right? Everyone wants to sweep that part of the body under the carpet. Even our medical doctors is like, oh, vagina, don't talk to me about this. Oh my God, like your pelvic floor, like go to someone else. Here. Like No one has the tenacity to actually talk about it and address it the grace and power and potency that it truly deserves. Therefore, having the life-affirming approach to clients, in some instances, lifelong issues or maybe sudden acute issues or whatever it is, is profoundly uplifting for the woman in front of us. So what we do in Flatish Institute we have a professional training programs that take you know healers therapists coaches and in relatively short period of time uh train them as a woman's health specialist with Capacity to work and deliver this work online or in person if you choose to. Uh, But really, that online interventions are a big part of our programming, big part of our training. And through that, actually build a financially nourishing business, a financially nourishing practice with truly a mission that serves female lives. And because we are talking about the reproductive system actually serves our future generations.
1: Yeah, that sounds, it sounds amazing and so needed. I am so very grateful that you created, you birthed this, this company and this way to um, educate people who are in touch with women in all aspects, like you said, chiropractors, acupuncturists. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a, a doctor per se, right? It's um, people who who want to help women and are dealing with these certain issues. And and I love, and we only have a few minutes here, but what I think an important message here too is, you know, when you do go to certain practitioners, you have this label put on you that you have this certain thing. And to just be aware that that is not you, and there's a, a reason why this is showing up for you. And it, so it's just not like, oh, I have endometriosis. It's like, you know, you're experiencing this these symptoms for this, and there is a deeper reason why this is coming to the surface. And actually, that's a kind of a blessing too, right? When it starts to come to the surface, so you can be aware of, okay, these are issues I need to address for myself, for my healing.
2: Yes. Every symptom, every condition, every pain, every malady can be a tremendous gift Mm -hmm. that leads to possibilities of profound biological healing, profound spiritual openings, and often, like in my case, and in case of many of our practitioners in making, actually a dharmic path or life purpose path of its own.
0: Beautiful.
1: So where can our uh, listeners find you, my dear?
2: I love that. So first and foremost, our website is flourishinstitute.org. That's Flourish, (laughs) F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H. Spelling is not my strongest for that. Flourishinstitute.org. Um, you can connect with me on Facebook. I'm very much Facebook girl. We have a thriving uh, Facebook community called Women's Health CEO. Um, And you can find me on Facebook at Dagmar Khan.
1: Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful talk. Uh, We need to wrap it up. Thank you for my listeners today. Um, If you um, come back next week, we are going to be talking to my guest, Laura Jack, a grief recovery specialist and a recovering good girl. We're going to be good girl, gone authentic. That's our topic. Thank you, Dagmar. It's been a blessing. I loved having you here. Thank you for honoring us with your wisdom and your time. Many blessings to you.
2: Thank you, Dan. Pleasure. And thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us on The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. May today's episode infuse your spirit with the blessings of empowerment and the warmth of love. As you venture into the week ahead, embrace the divine feminine within. And remember that you hold the power to transform your life. Until we meet again.